What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And for today's episode, I am bringing another solo chat with you guys in discussing my thoughts around how to be more confident in your life decisions, even if people disagree with you. And this topic was actually inspired after I was going off on my morning pages. If you guys haven't heard of morning pages, it's a, it's pretty much like a brain dump in the morning. And it's something that I've implemented since starting The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. If you guys have heard of that book, I know it's pretty popular, so um, not too unheard of. But I have essentially become more consistent with my morning journaling because of the morning pages aspect. And in writing down some of the thoughts that I was letting off on paper, I very much kind of was like, huh, I feel like this is something I should share with my audience. Now, I also want to preface, this episode might not relate to you if you haven't had as much resistance in your life when it comes to parents or family or whatever that looks like when it, when it comes to like what you've chosen with your life. I know a lot of friends of mine that have had a lot less resistance on what they should or shouldn't do or what they can and can't do. And so some of this might not be as relatable, but I did create this outline with you guys in mind for those of you who also, uh, whether it's generation difference or cultural difference, that's usually a big one. this one is coming from a place of personal experience and also as a daughter of immigrant parents and for me i know it's always been helpful in hearing others who are 10 20 years older than me who've already kind of navigated this and in fact i actually talked to um, this girl who i met in la many years ago who's kind of like an older sister to me but she also has the same exact experience. She's 10 years older than me. And so I've asked her questions around how she navigates these moments with her parents. And in particular, maybe like her mom because of the cultural uh, difference and, you know, our ways of implementing autonomy in our life and making the right decisions for ourselves. And she's actually, she's 36. So she, you know, she's at an age where she's like, yes, I can make my own decisions, that kind of thing. But she's learned how to navigate it and also see it from a different lens where it doesn't have to bother her anymore. So having those conversations with her helps me a lot in A, knowing that I'm on the right path for myself and also B, recognizing People don't change and therefore it's kind of up to us to internalize the whole process. So I want to start off with the first bullet note here, which I wrote down is around self-awareness of personal values. 
So the reason why this one was one of the most important to me is because in reflection of people that have disagreed with my decisions in the past and present, it's often because we don't see eye to eye on what's the best thing to do in life. And oftentimes we make decisions fundamentally around our values, right? So maybe you value autonomy and freedom. And when it comes to freedom, it could be like freedom of your time and freedom to decide literally how to spend most minutes of your life because um, I, I that's one value that I have because I'm an entrepreneur. This has been kind of embedded in my DNA, if you will, uh, probably from a young age looking back. And so I noticed that this is a personal value of mine. It works well for me if I apply it in a healthy way. However, someone that doesn't understand entrepreneurship or making my own decisions or just having that level of autonomy at this age again I would probably say this is especially with cultural differences in parents they might be like you know who do you think you are to do all these things right so I'm just sharing an example and and for those of you who have dm'd me on instagram before and shared your feedback and thoughts with um, especially like Asian parents, I know some of you guys resonate with that, you know? Another value that I would say I have in terms of like how I make decisions is around growth. I value being able to grow as a person and part of growth is making mistakes and learning from them and understanding it in your own way along the process. This is probably something that I also find that generations and cultural gaps will also not understand in fact um, speaking from experience I think being a child of immigrant parents uh, sometimes they have that mentality that no you know we know better than you because we're older than you and if you make these mistakes like your your life is going to suffer and the irony is that as the person actually living out the life, I will be better off understanding my positive decisions and my so-called, I don't, I don't want to say negative decisions, but, you know, more or less um, decisions that didn't go as planned and they ended up being a, you know, bumpy, you know, part in the road. But hey, you get back on track, right? And growing up in that kind of household, it, it was like, hey, we don't want you ever having a bump on the road. Uh, you know, mistakes are bad, like you need to be close to perfect and all these kind of things. And um, I disagreed with that heavily, right? So going into my next point, which is thinking about past decisions and whether they were aligned, I think about how like a lot of times I was told, oh, this is a mistake, you're going to regret this, whatever. I, I think a big one for me was being told I would regret the university that I ended up attending. I went to UC Irvine for two years and then ended up transferring to Chapman, all of which were in Orange County, California. And I was told that, you know, that's not the right decision for you because, um, and this one's a kind of a common stereotype, but, you know, certain parents want you to go to certain types of schools. And luckily I didn't have like the major um, you know, quote unquote, Asian stereotype of you need to go to this type of school and you need to become a lawyer or anything like that. I didn't have it to that extent, but certainly status or high status schools are very appealing to especially um, that I think can go into that stereotype of 
Asian or just maybe immigrant parents uh, who just want, quote unquote, want the best for their kids and believe college or a high status university is the best route. And I, I was accepted in a unique way, and, and I think a lot of schools have this too, but um, to USC, where I'd, I'd basically be abroad for a year and then most likely uh, come back to the university and, and actually start there my sophomore semester or sophomore year. And in thinking about it, I just remember my gut instinct was that's not what I want. I don't value that school enough to go through all that. And I say it time and time again, I look back and that's probably, so I was 18 when I made that decision. So that was probably one of the uh, beginning decisions or like early choices in my life that really paved the path of young adult, independent Emily, knowing how to make decisions on her own. There was a big clash of me choosing to go to UC Irvine. Um, There was this belief that that's not the right school for me or like you should be going to USC instead. And at the end of the day, while UC Irvine was not the long term, again, because I transferred, not the overall best fit, I look back at the experience I had there and my four years of college and I wouldn't change it. You know, and this is coming from someone that, yes, UC Irvine was not the school for me, but Chapman was, and Chapman ended up being that school for me. And I recognized that I wouldn't have been able to value my experience at Chapman the same way as I do today without that experience I had at UC Irvine. And so it's often, what do you call it? Like, it's, it's twofold, you know? And that's why I'm really grateful that I stuck with what aligned with me, even though that was very difficult at that age, at 18, you know, having such a hard disagreement. And I would say probably after that, I think when I graduated from college a year after I decided I wanted to move to Los Angeles, basically in the middle of the pandemic. This was like August 2020. I'm like, I'm going to move to LA. And huge disagreement. But... I share these personal examples of my own past decisions and reflecting on whether they aligned with me because in doing so, it enables me to recognize like, hey, you remember those times when these people disagreed with you and your decisions? How do you feel about them now, right? Like how do I, Emily, feel about those decisions I made? And the list I have here for myself, I am very glad once again, that I went with my instincts, which were also, by the way, paired with a sense of logic, okay? As much as I love intuition, gut instinct, all of that, there is also this part of me that definitely logically maps it out, but I still use both. I I try to use a mix of both. And, you know, moving to LA was very uh, spontaneous for sure because all of it was a three-week decision and execution. Like all of it happened in three weeks. But I also logically calculated how I would afford that, right? So I'm not doing this on a whim and then putting myself in, you know, debt or whatever to to do this move. I just, I just knew it was time to leave Orange County at the time that I did. And I, you know, again, it, it was a bit of a... Uh, I guess like overall cost increase to move to LA, but I saw how it propelled me to work harder, create a bigger vision, and then um, 
you know, a few months after moving to LA, that's when once again, my marketing agency came about, like the inspiration for it started. So um, those are some of the the big ones that happened in my life. And then of course, moving to NYC, not as much friction as moving to LA, but um, you know, definitely like, oh, what are you doing with your life type of thing, right? So I hope some of you guys have experience that at least to understand where I'm coming from and maybe can resonate with the difficulty sometimes um, whether it's with parents or family or colleagues or even friends if they're super opinionated and like you know rub on you and say hey why are you doing that um, you know I, I personally have always just then went back to like my journal and I would write down these decisions I've made and looking back was I right and for me, it ended up being right. And I think that's the thing is, for me, I've always struggled a bit with the outside noise, I think, growing up since I was 18. Like, I was so, like, you know, for once, I was like, come on. Like, can someone just try? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co my fucking judgment but you know it is what it is uh no one has it perfect and I certainly had it more difficult on the emotional support side and that's okay though because that without that I wouldn't have been able to be as strong and firm about the way I paved my own path in life and when I say strong and firm I say that in a positive way in that Nowadays, at the age of 26, I don't second guess myself on whether this is right or not aligned with me. I've made enough decisions on my own without my parents doing it for me or without my parents influencing my decision to know that, hey, Emily, you've made big decisions already in your life. Trust yourself here, right? So it, it's it's kind of obvious too if you think of consistency the more you do something and the more accurate you get at it the more confident you're going to feel about your ability to do such thing and then the last part to this I, I did write down here is is understanding your purpose and life vision and how that differs from other people's preference for you and again luckily for me I didn't have too harsh of a, again, you, you should be a dentist or a lawyer or you should be XYZ. But instead, I had it maybe like one or two notches down, which is you should be doing what we tell you to do or you should be doing what we believe is best for you. And I would say this is definitely a big cultural thing. And, um, you know, shout out to you guys. If, if you had parents that were like, hey, this is our opinion but you go ahead and make your own decisions. I think that's a very, I, I do know it, it's, it's very predominant in American culture. So like some of my best friends, like one of my best guy friends, Harry, who's been on the podcast before, I know that um, that's pretty much how he was raised, I think, like in a way where the decision is on you, but here are our thoughts, right? And kind of like a, the parent steps back and says, you do you. But there are some things I think also with American culture where, uh, sometimes a little bit too much hand-holding for the kid and um, again all cultures have you know pros and cons right so for me I think it was a lot more around less autonomy as a young adult because 
I apparently am too young to know much for myself. And again, right, self-awareness in that, yes, if I'm 21 and if you're 22 right now, like, no, you don't know everything yet, right? But do you have the self-awareness of what direction you want to go in for your life? If the answer is yes, okay, well, you know the direction you want to go in, but someone else in your life is telling you you should go the other direction, that's where you can see the disconnect. You know, what, you know what I mean? So it is very hard to block out that noise because it's it's just so frustrating. I've been there for so many years and I'm saying this still kind of as uh, someone that navigates it. And I don't think I'll ever not have to navigate it. But I, in writing in my morning pages, I recognize that I've grown out of I think caring as much as I used to or being as affected as I used to be because I've gotten a lot more clear on my direction and my vision and I've been able to see the results, tangible results of some of the things I've done out of my individual choice. And again, like I said earlier, the more you do something and the more accurate you are at it, the more you're going to believe in yourself to be able to do such things. So I believe in myself to make my own decisions and make quality decisions. And, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with purpose and life vision and like that answer, that question of what do I want out of my life, right? But I'm going to be honest, I actually challenge whether that's actually as difficult as we make it to be because I think we're so focused on something like 20 years down the line whereas I have always been just focused on direction and I've alluded to it before but it's as simple as if I'm in New York right and I need to go to Central Park and I'm in downtown right now the direction is to go uptown I'm gonna go north right I know that sounds really cheesy but that is exactly how I look at the rest of my life decisions and also the overarching life vision okay so I have examples here the moment I knew I wanted to live in a big metro city I started to write down ideas of places right so before college I I knew it was LA or New York I knew that which is once again how Lost Hat and my marketing company name um, that's how it came about I, I had this idea for a long time I just am an anomaly of these two cities I ended up choosing Southern California right but that that's how I narrowed down where I wanted to go to school by the way, I was recommended not to choose based on location, but I personally disagree. Um, it worked out for me. And again, I know it's not always going to work out for everyone, but sometimes you just know yourself better. Okay. So um, once again, when I knew I wanted to move to a bigger metro city, like something that's more closer together, like Paris or New York or London, it ended up being New York. And I kind of planned that out a little bit a little bit less than a year before actually making my move to New York I actually mentally was like you are going to move to New York uh once your lease ends you know uh, start looking for apartments and I would look at apartments two months in advance and I would make my trip over to New York and and all of that so that's one example another example would be let's say you have the desire to become a nurse or a lawyer well okay you will turn towards the direction of preparing for law school or nursing school or whatever that looks like, right? People always are thinking, once again, way too far out and that's why you freeze. That's why you get so tense about, 
I don't know what I want to do with my life because you're looking at 10 steps ahead instead of one to two steps ahead. Again, you still need like an overarching ideal life vision over the next one to two years. But reality is it's going to evolve and it's going to change. So having a vision is kind of vague and still precise. Like as a former figure skater, if my vision was to compete at the next Olympics in three years, okay, then then I work backward from there, right? How do I get my body and my physique and my performance to peak on the third year? And a lot of athletes do this, okay? So they work with their coaches and physical trainers who are elite coaches in that sport and they know how to prep an athlete that way, right? Uh, similarly, I do that in life. If I know that I want to... I don't know, buy a condo or an apartment here in New York within five years, okay, what does that look like? How do I make small steps towards that direction, right? It's actually not as scary as we think. I just think that what we we skip the step on actually being clear about the general idea of what we want, right? If I say I want to compete in the next Olympics, it doesn't mean it's for sure going to happen, right? So you have to you have to also be prepared to pivot and I think that's like a self realization thing. And another common example I think especially nowadays too with remote work is the idea or desire to be a travel nomad, right? So okay, how would I get towards that direction? Well, I think you would start with maybe saving some money, um, also figuring out how to make more money. Uh, and or creating a remote lifestyle, right? So I don't know, it's, I know like Tim Ferriss, for example, uses this term a lot and sometimes I feel nerdy for saying it, but like it is more or less reverse engineering and working backwards from the overarching vision. Uh, You know, we can say vision uh, at the end of two years, right? Okay, what does that look like working back? So let's say in business too, if my goal is to make X amount of money um at the end of q1 of next year right all right how do i get there right you know so i am ranting but all of that to say you guys i know that a lot of fellow females in their 20s also struggle here and there with being confident in life decisions and I want to preface, you might be like, uh, no, Emily, I'm actually pretty confident. And then that's awesome, right? But also keep in mind, it doesn't mean like just because you're confident in one area of life, like on making decisions there, it doesn't mean you're always the same level of confidence in another area of life, right? Sometimes it takes building the muscle in that area and that's okay too. And again, I'm speaking from personal experience on this and also knowing how frustrating and draining it is energetically to have to deal with people that disagree initially with your life decisions but I am very fortunate to to be able to talk to people that have been there so that also helps if you're able to find people that have been in your shoes before whether that's an older girlfriend that understands like cultural differences or for me it's like having entrepreneur friends I've already left their corporate job years ago and like how they navigated that with parents that disagreed right or how they navigated uh financial stability right things like that 
just find people that have already done it and pick their brain and of course like don't just be like hey can I pick your brain right like hopefully you can find people that are your friends uh, or make friends with them and and learn from one another over time um but all in all it's it's always a work in progress and I think the best thing you can do is be aware of your own personal values and desires, what you want out of your life. At the end of the day, you are the one that's going to live out your life decisions. So it's either you that's going to be happy and fulfilled in what you chose to do, or you're going to resent someone else or a group of people that talked you out of what you wanted. So the sooner you get in the habit of making decisions for yourself, because this is what you want and this is what you feel is best for yourself, the sooner you will gain confidence in making these kind of decisions. And that is all I have for today's short and sweet solo episode. I hope you enjoyed this. And as an FYI, if you guys didn't know, I did recently launch a new email newsletter where I'm sharing personal insights every Friday with you guys. And so far, I already have two emails that came out already. And I definitely want to be able to cultivate this community of like-minded women who tune in to the What Fulfills You podcast and for those of you who also have a level of ambition and desire in your life to be able to design life in whatever way you like. And I know for me, I struggled with that um, in my early 20s and finding girlfriends that thought and wanted the same thing. And trust me, it's so much more fun when you can connect with people that are on a very similar path. So if you are curious, you can find the link to subscribe to the email newsletter in the show notes or just head to the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you. And the link is also in the bio. And as always, if you have feedback on the episode, I do greatly appreciate it. So don't be a stranger. You can DM on Instagram at what fulfills you or at Emily E. Duong. Thanks again for tuning in to today. I would chat with y'all in the next one. Bye.